Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's the end of another week, Friday, November 10th. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. By the way, tomorrow is Veterans Day. Please remember to take a moment and say thanks to those who have served and those who are serving. The United States, after all, is built on their service and sacrifice. All right, let's get briefed. In today's PDB, startling questions about whether journalists working with the world's top news outlets had prior knowledge of the October 7th Hamas attacks. A little later in the program, U.S. forces have launched a second round of airstrikes targeting Iran-backed militias. Now, specifically, two F-15s struck a weapons depot located in eastern Syria in an attempt to deter future attacks from the Iranian regime and its proxies. And a concerning report on Russia's ties with Hezbollah. Finally, in the back of the brief, a tale of sex, politics, and exploitation in America's halls of power, which is just what we need to wrap up a Friday edition. But first up, the PDB Spotlight. Intense combat continues in Gaza. Israeli tanks and infantry are engaging in fierce street-by-street fighting within Gaza City. Hamas terrorists exploiting the Gaza Metro tunnel network beneath the city that they've spent years building have mounted stiff resistance, staging ambushes and then disappearing back underground. The toll of this conflict continues to mount. Israel's government reports the loss of 33 soldiers, with another 260 injured since ground operations began in the Gaza Strip on October 27th. Details on Hamas casualties remain elusive. As the urban warfare rages, thousands of civilians are now streaming out of the city. It appears that as Hamas is increasingly degraded, residents in the northern sector of Gaza are feeling more emboldened to head south. That was a migration that Hamas had earlier worked to prevent. In a humanitarian gesture, Israel will implement daily four-hour pauses in the action in northern Gaza to permit civilians to escape the conflict zones and to allow for aid trucks and resources to enter the enclave. This development, announced by the White House, marks a step towards reducing civilian hardships. John Kirby, spokesperson for the U.S. National Security Council, has assured that Israel will provide at least a three-hour notice ahead of each pause in the hostilities. 
Now, these short pauses are a compromise, an effort by Israel to demonstrate concern for the civilian population, while at the same time not giving Hamas sufficient time to regroup and resupply. In part, it's a definite concession to the U.S. and the international pressure that pivoted remarkably quickly from the horror of the Hamas attacks on 7 October to the narrative that was anticipated and driven by Hamas that Israel is accountable for Palestinian deaths. The reality is, as we've discussed before here on the PDB, the parties to blame are Hamas and their puppet masters, the Iranian regime and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. Now, I want to turn to a, a concerning revelation from a media watchdog group called Honest Reporting. This week, the group published findings that freelance journalists employed by leading news organizations like the New York Times, AP, Reuters, and CNN accompanied Hamas terrorists in Gaza on October 7th to capture some of the worst atrocities. One example is photojournalist Hassan Eslea, who works with CNN and the Associated Press. Now, he was present during Hamas's initial incursion into Israel, documenting the entry of a group of terrorists into the Kibbutz Kfar Aza, the scene of a brutal massacre. The swiftness with which some photographers arrived on the scene has triggered a debate over whether or not they had prior knowledge of the massacre. Of course, the Israeli government is demanding answers and accountability. The Prime Minister's office has accused the journalists of complicity in crimes against humanity, asserting that their conduct portrays journalistic ethics. Now, the news agencies who worked with the journalists have categorically denied any foreknowledge of the attacks. However, CNN has severed ties with the aforementioned Hassan Nislea following the circulation of an image allegedly showing Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar giving the photographer a kiss on the cheek. Now that, in the investigative business, would be considered a clue as to where Islea's allegiance lies. The networks that hired or used visuals provided by these freelance photographers are taking no responsibility, citing the journalistic need to cover stories of interest no matter how horrific, and noting that the freelancers aren't staffers. They just provide the images that the networks use to drive their ratings and online clicks. So, this is an investigation that definitely requires attention. Did the photographers, working for major news outlets, have advance notice that something was going to happen on 7 October and that it would be advantageous for them to be at the border? Look, Hamas has a very savvy PR operation and a keen sense of how to manipulate the narrative in international media it is entirely likely that they tipped off particular approved or vetted freelancers, not necessarily with the details or extent of what was about to happen, but with the notion that something was up. Hamas knows that a tip like that won't be ignored, and they will then get the coverage that they crave. All right, before we go to break, I, I have an exciting announcement that marks a new chapter for the PDB. The growth that we've seen in this podcast in a short period of time is beyond anything that we could have hoped for. And thanks to your incredible support, the PDB is now the number one news podcast on Spotify. And we've noticed a trend. While a lot of you are tuning in with your morning coffee, we've also received a lot of emails and messages from folks who 
want a bit of PDB for the ride home at the end of the day? Well, you ask and we deliver. Starting Monday, we're kicking off an additional daily show, the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. It's all the critical news coverage combined with some context that you find in our morning edition. But now, we'll also drop a brief afternoon update into your feed in order to catch you up on events of the day, whether you're heading home or winding down. So start your morning with coffee in the PDB, and then wrap up with the afternoon edition, and if I may suggest, a beverage of your choice. Again, our deepest thanks for making the PDB a success. We're looking forward to adding the PDB Afternoon Bulletin to your daily routine. All right, after the break, U.S. forces have launched a second round of airstrikes targeting Iran-backed militias. And American intelligence has flagged potential plans by Russia's Wagner Group to bolster Hezbollah's arsenal with advanced air defenses. I'll be right back. Mike Baker here. I want to take just a minute to talk about something of real importance to you and your family's financial well-being, and that's life insurance. Look, I know it's not everyone's favorite topic, and, and a lot of folks avoid talking about it or they put it off thinking it's too costly or too complicated or you'll get to it some other day. And it's true. Finding the right policy on your own can be time-consuming and complex. But I'm here to tell you, life insurance is an important safety net for your family. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy. Well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old-fashioned way. Lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts to walk you through the decision-making. You can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Welcome back. We continue to track the attacks on U.S. troops by Iranian-backed militias. And this week, the Biden administration once again responded to the persistent threat. On Wednesday evening, the U.S. military launched airstrikes on a weapons storage facility in eastern Syria used by Iran-supported militant groups and Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps. This was the second official response by the U.S. to a growing number of provocations following their initial counterstrike targeting facilities in Syria on October 26th. The situation, well, meaning the Iranian regime, is testing the resolve of the Biden administration, who are attempting a delicate balancing act with the Iranian regime to avoid sparking a wider regional conflict. According to the latest tally, though, the various Iran proxies have launched at least 41 attacks 
on U.S. and coalition bases in Iraq and Syria since early October. The Pentagon says these attacks have injured 46 service members in the region, leaving some with traumatic brain injuries. Now, a key point here is that nearly half of those attacks by Iran's proxies have occurred since the administration's initial response on October 26th. So it's clear that the current U.S. strategy has done little to deter the Iranian proxy groups operating in the region. Let me rephrase that. So it's clear that the current U.S. strategy has done nothing to deter Iran. Early on Wednesday, for example, the Iranian-backed Houthi militants in Yemen successfully shot down a U.S. MQ-9 Reaper drone operating over international waters. Now, this drone, with a price tag in the generally $35 million range, was outfitted for surveillance. A senior defense official offered strong words of rebuke to the Iranian regime on Wednesday. The unnamed Pentagon official told reporters that the U.S. holds Iran directly responsible for these attacks, not just the militia groups carrying them out. They added that the U.S. has sent a clear message to Iranian leaders to direct their proxies to immediately cease their assault on U.S. forces in the region. Well, that should do it. If I'm not mistaken, there is nothing the Iranian regime fears more than a strong rebuke. Uh, perhaps the next step could be a harshly worded memo. So here's the problem. You cannot deter a bully if they believe you don't have the stones to back it up. And at the present time, the Iranian regime has seen nothing from the Biden administration over the past three years other than a desire to normalize relations and avoid confrontation. They don't believe the White House is serious, and you can't have deterrence unless you demonstrate resolve and action. Okay, turning our attention to another major backer of Islamic militant groups in the region. According to early reporting, Russia's paramilitary organization, the Wagner Group, plans to provide air defense systems to Hezbollah in Lebanon. Now, you may have thought that the Wagner Group was disbanded after Yevgeny Prigozhin's completely unmysterious death in a plane explosion earlier this year. What a mystery that was. Luckily, taking a page out of O.J. Simpson's book, Putin immediately declared that he would be investigating the explosion to find out who did it. Anyway, the reality is, the Wagner Group is a Russian government and military proxy. It's a tool that Putin continues to find useful. And given that Putin, in the past, has admitted that Wagner has been fully funded by the Russian defense and state budget, it will continue to operate for as long as Putin is willing to keep it alive. According to a report in the Wall Street Journal, the mercenary group plans on equipping Hezbollah with the Russian-made SA-22 surface-to-air missile system, which could take down Israeli drones and aircraft. So putting this in simpler terms, the Russian government is providing Hezbollah, likely at Iran's request, with SA-22 air defense systems. Now, the Putin regime has already shown warmth towards the Hamas terrorists, hosting representatives of the group in Moscow in late October. So providing advanced weapons to Hezbollah, also an Iranian proxy, is consistent with Putin regime's regional activities, and certainly in line with Putin's blossoming relationship with Iran. And this comes as fears that Hezbollah may open up a northern front against Israel. It's important to note that the tactic Putin is employing when it comes to the Israel-Palestine conflict is all about deflection. 
by farming this task out to the Wagner Group, Putin can pretend that Russia is not directly implicated. And frankly, any curious or lazy international media won't likely take the time to highlight the fact that Wagner is the Russian government. While the supply of defense systems to Hezbollah by the Russian Wagner Group remains unconfirmed, a Reuters report on Wednesday found that the militant group does have possession of Russian-made anti-ship missiles. Now, these could be used to target American warships deployed to the region following the October 7th attacks on Israel by Hamas. Just last week, Hezbollah leader Syed Hassan Nasrallah issued a veiled threat saying his groups have, quote, something in store for the U.S. vessels, end quote. All right. Coming up in the back of the brief, a change of pace. A network of high-end brothels with some powerful clientele is broken up in our nation's capital. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Let me take less than a minute to talk about one of my favorite subjects, cigars. Now, there's something about great cigars, right? They require you to slow down a bit. They promote conversation and camaraderie. And when you're talking great cigars, of course, well, you're talking Foundation Cigar. It's where tradition meets innovation and where craftsmanship reigns supreme. I hope by now, after listening to me bang on about Foundation Cigar, that you've wandered down to your local cigar shop to give them a try. I'm a big fan of Foundation Cigar, that is clearly obvious, including their latest offering, the Wise Man Corojo and Madura. Inspired by Nicaraguan heritage and handcrafted in collaboration with my father's cigars, these cigars are the pinnacle of rich flavor and bold character. They really are the perfect gift for cigar lovers in your life. Maybe it's your pop, maybe it's your brothers, your friends, and of course, don't forget yourself. Go get a few, have them on deck for your next gathering, perhaps on the golf course or it's poker night, wherever you and your pals are getting together. Be a hero, bring out the foundation cigars. Ignite your senses and indulge in the artistry of these premium cigars from Foundation Cigar. You can check out their website, foundationcigar.com, or you can purchase them at a local cigar shop near you. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. In today's back of the brief. Okay, if any kids are listening, earmuffs. To close out this week on the PDB, we've got a case of sex for sale in our nation's capital. Well, that's probably not something that's happened before much. This week, the Justice Department laid out charges against three men suspected of operating a high-end brothel network in the suburbs of Washington and Boston. The investigation targeted potentially hundreds of big-name clients who allegedly indulged in these paid sexual services. So who might these clients be? 
Although no names have been disclosed, the acting U.S. attorney in Boston is giving us some clues, saying the client list includes people in positions of power, including military officers, government contractors, and politicians. Diving into the details, this network advertised through two websites promising encounters with Asian women. One site posed as a service for professional photographers seeking nude models. Ah, the old, I'm just looking for nude models trick. It's a classic. The three suspects who were arrested are accused of manipulating women into the sex trade, charging customers prices ranging from $350 to $600 per hour. Now, I, I am a bit surprised at the numbers. I mean, in D.C. and Boston, you couldn't get a plumber for those hourly billing rates. These illicit rendezvous were hosted in the lap of luxury, apparently, within high-end apartments scattered across ritzy neighborhoods like Fairfax and Tyson's Corner in Virginia, as well as Cambridge and Watertown in Massachusetts. We'll see where the investigation goes, and we'll have a follow-up at some point. It's a tale as old as time. Washington, D.C., politicians, and pay-to-play. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Friday, 10 November. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back on Monday. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.